0: listeners, and welcome into what we hope will be another stellar episode of the Broadway Bulletin. We have two incredible shows from the world of off-Broadway, and we can't wait to share them with you.
1: First up on the docket, we head back to 59E59 59 59 theaters for a new play, First Down. First Down! First down. <laughs> okay, this, so this is cool. So I walked in, it's one of their smaller theaters, and they've got projections of all sorts of different football stars and highlights from different football games. And they've got like the football amp up music. And I'm like sitting there and I'm, you know, having been involved in athletics for, God, at least 10 years of my life on the collegiate level. I was like, yeah, you know, two worlds of mine that never really like completely mixed, you know, musical theater and college sports. I was kind of like, oh, I'm going to get this show. This was a truly timely and important piece of theater. And it discusses something that must and needs to be discussed. Um, You know, it's about a, it's the eve of the Super Bowl and one of the team's quarterbacks, our quarterbacks, who is Arab, American, and Muslim, decides he's going to pray during the National Anthem. And this is after Colin Kaepernick and all the protests and that. And that's how he's going to peacefully protest. And, and the play follows everybody trying to stop him from doing it. You know, and okay. he thinks it's going to bring attention to how Americans treat Muslims and Muslim Americans. And it's going to help solve the problem and things like that. And it kind of debates that issue. And there's a lot of things that are pointed out by this show. Okay. Obviously, number one, we need to look at the way we do treat Arab and Muslim Americans, really Arabs and Muslims in general, but number two, the idea that, and I love this, that if you have that bully pulpit, if you have that megaphone, you have to do more with it for good, which is something that like Colin Kaepernick realized. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's incredibly important. And so this playwright really has honed that message in a brilliant way in that 90 minutes. Um, and I didn't realize this, but I was sitting next to him and I, and I was just like, oh, I didn't realize it until after the show. And I was like, this you know, and if I if I did know that, I would have told him I'm like you have written a masterpiece and it needs to be done everywhere and taught in schools. And because it, it is, it's really important. Um, you know, we don't always have the biggest megaphone here in the theater, but the sports world does. And I think more social change can come from more people standing up and saying, no, this isn't OK or this is what we should be doing. I agree. There's more to be done than just going out there and taking a hit, throwing a ball or something like that. We have a responsibility if we have a louder voice. I so,
0: love that.
1: Anyway, the simplicity and naturalness of the script lends itself to be relatable, especially considering the subject matter. Yeah, it's about football, but I mean, anyone who, who's not big on theater, but big on sports would love the show. I'm thinking like someone like your dad would really appreciate a show like this. Okay. I'm um, not saying your dad doesn't appreciate theater, but like, you know, on the sports level. The acting was sublime. It was an absolute sheer joy to watch. It really was. The leading man was brilliant. Watching the arc that he went on was truly amazing. He, I mean, it was a slow burn until it exploded. I mean, he really, he, it was he done so. done did good. It was so Good. When you're in that intimate space of an off-Broadway theater, you never know kind of what you're going to get. And I was just like, this needs to be in a bigger theater. These performers are just that damn good. Um, The set and projections are fabulous. The story was so good. It's just such an important show that everyone just needs to see. 10 out of 10 would recommend. The tickets for the show playing at 59E59 theaters are on sale through March 5th, 2022.
0: Up next, we head to the legendary playwrights' horizon for the latest show, *Tambo and Bones*.
1: I loved this show. It was good. It was okay. So for me, this was a perplexing and thought-provoking show. And I've had a little bit more time to stew. I told you I needed to stew on this. This is one of those shows I needed to stew on. So you stew, needed stew, to stew, stew on stew, it. Stew. Stew. A little bit of stew. It used the vessel of a minstrel show, in three different times—the past, the present, and the future—to address race relations and systemic racism in America. So, in the first act, we actually see like a minstrel show from like the vaudeville days, mm-hmm. and they're they're literally outline systemic racism—the idea of how how African Americans are treated, how how we view them. And why we, I mean, white people. White Americans. Yeah. And how we oppress them, these goofy people. They even talk that way. Mm -hmm. You know, all they want is quarters, how they're going to do it, da-da-da-da-da. And when they start forming ideas and thoughts that actually are good. And I'm not saying they didn't have those thoughts. When they start vocalizing them within the minstrel show, you start to see things start to change. Mm -hmm. In the second act, they're doing a rap concert. Yes, And the rap concert is great, but what I love about that being the present is they have the success, they have the money, they have the power. But one of them also points out that there's still these same issues that happened a hundred years ago, Mm -hmm. happening today, and that white people are still exploiting them for XYZ. For their music, for their lifestyle, for whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, their music is gangbanging, and it promotes violence. It's da 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 da. But then you also start to hear thought provoking things about well, we're not just going to how are we gonna help people da-da-da. we're gonna we're planting seeds and we're doing this, we're investing in this, da 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 da. And the third act, and this is where I had to stew, is they talk about basically the next civil war where white people are basically wiped out. And now it's a black America. And I wasn't a fan of that because, I, I mean, I don't like war, period. I think there's always a path to peace. But again, they presented it in the form of a minstrel show. But flipped, sort of. Well, okay, so this is well, what... Well, hold on, hold on. But what, what I found is I was uncomfortable. And as I had to write a review for one of the things I, had to, I write reviews for, I realized... being even a puerto rican white i'm supposed to be uncomfortable yes and i was like well no okay that's fine so i don't want to ruin the show for the end because you know that's where i find that it was flipped because we went oh i identify." that's not supposed to be black that's supposed to be white but that's, that's where I saw the reversal, but I, I realized that the, the thing I didn't like about the third act, I wasn't supposed to like. I was supposed to be uncomfortable. I was supposed to feel that way. Mm-hmm. That was the intention. And yes. And something I also wrote is this show led us to have a discussion in leaving the theater that led long into our dinner that we had afterwards. That is the purpose of good theater. We had a long discussion regarding not just the show, but racism and systemic race relations in this country. That is the point of the show.
0: Right. Well, because the thing that I got out of the show um, is, like you like you talked about in the first part, it was the actual minstrel show and the characters being characters and then realizing that they are characters. Right. Um, and that's how they gain their humanity. Um, which, you know, I think a lot of it goes to show how we have exploited... Um, black people in this country for the longest time. And then you had where, you know, they realized, not saying they didn't realize it before, but the more majority of, pe- of people realized it and wanted to do something different about it. And that's when we started moving towards um, where we are now with our stars when we get to the second part where they're having this world tour. And one thing that really stuck with me was they kept talking um, in the first part of the minstrel show, um, Tambo just kept trying to take a nap. He just wanted to sleep. He just wanted to sleep. He just wanted to do whatever it took to go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. But then when he got to the second uh, part and he was this rap star, he said he was asleep, but now he's woke. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think, which are, I really just loved the, um, the correlation that it had because it has to do with that um, intellectual awakening of how to handle systemic racism, because we know it exists, but it's one thing to know that there's a problem. It's a whole nother thing to say, what are we going to do about it? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's where you do see the dichotomy between um, Tambo and Bones, because Bones is like, listen, I'm profiting from the system now. I'm fine. I don't need to worry about it. And you have Tambo who's like, no, we need to do this for all of us. Mm Um, And so, and that's really, once we get to the third part of the show, that's where we really start to see that part of the idea um, be explored and how that affects, um, as they called it, white cops. And they said every single person who is white is a cop. Mm -hmm. And so I think that it also made a large um, kind of point about systemic racism as it pertains to the uh justice system
1: okay
0: um which i just think is i thought it was really brilliant yeah i thought it was a very relatable way to have this conversation
1: overall i thought the show used several formats to communicate really interesting points and it's been praised for that the costumes were very good and detailed and did a great job communicating the three different time periods which I thought were great. The set did this too, though the only thing that I found a little uh, uh, was the the time between set changes. For me it was a little long. It was a little distracting.
0: See, I liked it because it gave me time to marinate on what had just happened.
1: It didn't feel right.
0: Okay, well, it, like, it felt right for me. It it
1: didn't. It felt like we were sitting in the dark a little too long. I liked it, that though. It, it was awkward. It was an awkward, like, should we, did something go wrong or something? There needed to be some business of some sort.
0: See, and I did see business, and whether that be in the lights or whatnot, but we can agree to disagree. That's
1: fine. Um, overall, this was a modern approach to addressing the issue of race, especially using the means it did. Um, but in my opinion, it was a very effective one. Sometimes we just need a mirror held up to us, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Sadly, this show closed on February 27th.
1: Before we go, once again, we want to invite you all to join us in celebrating Women's History Month.
0: Join us every Wednesday and Friday on our social media as we recognize a significant woman who has helped to shape and define the theater, as well as help to shatter glass ceilings and level the playing field.
1: And this concludes this episode of the Broadway Bulletin.
0: Be sure to tune into our next edition coming out Every Tuesday and Saturday.
1: So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez. And
0: I'm Hope Bird.
1: Reminding you to turn off your cell phones.
0: Unwrap your candies and keep your mask on.
1: And keep talking about the theater.
0: In a stage whisper. Thank you. If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe.
1: You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at SageWhisperPod.
0: And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stagewhisperpod at gmail.com.
1: Our theme song is Booga Blue by U.S. Army Blues. Other music on this episode provided by BJ Block and Dom Pemberton and Billy Murray.